This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, 
and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen each week we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness yoga addictions spirituality mental health rituals and everything in between the goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives my mission is to help others by shining awareness on real life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically emotionally and spiritually whatever you are going through in this moment you are not alone So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and it has been pretty rough over here, all around. I feel like for everyone, everyone's been like, just this layer of depression has just really taken over at this point. (laughs) It's just super intense. But it's not, like, a depression that, like, stays with you all day and all night. Like, there's moments where you feel, like, super blissful, like, super good. It's fucking confusing. Whatever's going on in astrology right now, it is just so fucking confusing. Anyways, so we're in March, and I keep hearing my spirit guides kind of tell me, like, you need to move through this depression like this is temporary but like you need to figure out how to move through it and what I keep hearing from my spirit guides is authentic code of expression and they're saying the spiritual medicine for depression is this authentic code of true expression So, it's kind of like a poem, but I don't take credit for it because that shit just, like, came down as a download, and I was just like, whoa, holy shit, like, that, that is so fucking true because what actually is going to heal my depression or your depression or just any type of, like, intense anxiety or discomfort or just suffering you know what I mean what's gonna heal that stuff is expression and connecting to people and being able to express it outwardly and not hold it in and what I've been realizing is that I've been holding in a lot of my emotions Uh, I live with family right now which I'm grateful to be here because I'm saving money and I'm saving money for traveling and stuff like that. So it's definitely necessary for me just to be here. And also, like, we're still, like, in a pandemic. And I have to realize that I'm not the only one who's living with family right now. Like, there are podcasts that I listen to. Like, for example, Sophia Franklin's podcast. Her podcast has, like, millions and millions of downloads. She has, like, a million followers on Instagram. I'm pretty sure she's she's rich. And she's living in her mom's basement. So it's, like, there's really no problem living with family. It's your perspective on it. So if you're living with family or you're living with people just to save money or to kind of just take 
inventory of your life and figure out what's going on, like, it's really not that crazy to do that, especially with the circumstances that we're in, like, with COVID and with everything. And, you know, when you're living with family, it can be hard to tap into that authentic code of expression because you can feel like you have to hold back or you can't like speak up you can't rock the boat you can't really express what you're feeling verbally so that's what I've been feeling a lot recently is just this this sensation of like okay like I'm basically a mute like that's that's how I feel sometimes like I am just a mute here and I'm just you know when I talk to people it is when I'm in my support group meetings or at the gym or during this podcast or um, like when I'm having like a rough time in life like a rough phase in life where I'm feeling a little bit of that depression coming on or that that anger or that bitterness my biggest sign of knowing that's knowing that that's happening is um I start to just really get super super quiet and I'm just like I don't want to talk to anyone I just again I just become a mute I'm just I'm just done I I turn I turn off I turn down I you know I'm just I'm just done and that's not a way to live because that is the perfect recipe for fucking up your throat chakra and just your energy you know like it feels very depleting and dull like right now the best words to describe how I've been feeling recently is just dull and numb honestly so this authentic code of expression it's not easy to like tap into it but this all has got me thinking about what the fuck actually is my authentic code of, ex- of expression and I'm just like okay spirit like tell me what it is then because sometimes I I sit here and I'm just like I don't really know who I am anymore you know like I when you when you feel like you're so repressed and you feel like you are not speaking up or you're not connecting with enough people or you're just super super alone you kind of forget who you are you kind of forget like because you know who you are to yourself but you have yourself and then you have your highest self you have the versions of people the the people in your life how they see you and when none of those versions of yourself are coming into fruition like when you're not around people who make you feel good and that's what that's what I'm getting into right now is the way to tap into your authentic code of expression is by actually physically surrounding yourself or trying to engage with people who allow your allow you and make you feel like you're being your true self Like, you can be the version that you want to be when you're around these people. So, an example for me is um, my friend Alyssa, who I'm hopefully going to be going to Tulum to visit her and stay with her for a couple weeks. And, you know, she's one of those people who I can be my authentic self with because I don't have to pretend I'm a certain way. I can talk about heavy shit. I can talk about happy shit. I can talk about trauma. I can talk about non-traumatic things. We're just like on that energetic same level and I don't have to, I don't have to perform and, and act and be this certain version of Gab that I think she expects of me because she doesn't expect a version of me so being able to engage and surround yourself with people who aren't linking who you are to how you used to be or to a past version that you used to be 
um, hanging out with people who only see you for what you're bringing to the table in that moment. They don't have any like preconceived perceptions of you and it's really hard to find friends um, who fit that mold the older you get because the older you get you definitely have friends who you know has seen you at your worst times at your best times or you know I have friends from college I don't even talk to anymore because I just I don't think that they even see me for who I am like now like because Gab now in 2021 is a completely different person than Gab in 2011 or 2010. Like, I was a fucking drunk, idiot, like, crazy person in college. And if that's the way that some people see me or think of me in their mind from college, then, you know, that's, that's their thing. And I can't really change the perspective of someone you know like we all change but some people are only going to remember you in the version that they remember you as I don't know if that makes sense but basically all of this thinking about what my authentic code of expression is makes me see that all the times that I was not like living my authentic code of expression like it really makes me realize all of those times, like every single relationship that I've ever fucking been in, I was not living my authentic code at all. In my entire life, there is there has not been one single relationship in my life that has allowed me to live in my authentic code of expression and happiness. And that's probably why none of those relationships worked. And that's probably why none of those relationships made me happy and they actually made me depressed or anxious or made me want to drink or do drugs. Because when you're putting on a facade for someone or, or, when, or when you do express yourself in an authentic way and then you get bashed for it and then you know you feel shameful or you feel guilty about it, that's not a way to live either. So if you're in a relationship like that, just, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're in a relationship like that because I've been in so many relationships where I've just been so moldable, you know, like, and I think it's, it might be because I'm a Gemini moon, but like, I'm just so easily manipulated and like, I will change for anyone and I can shape shift and I can walk in a room of of different yogis and I can teach for 50 different people like being a yoga teacher has definitely taught me how to be a shapeshifter like an energy kind of shapeshifter to make everybody happy which that's a good skill to have but when you're in a relationship I don't think that having that skill like that shouldn't be your priority and so in my past relationships when I wasn't living in my authentic code I was codependent and I was people pleasing and I was definitely you know feeling like I had to act and be a certain way in order to be accepted and loved you know I had a boyfriend in Miami that I'm gonna talk a little bit about in this episode because I don't think I really explained what happened in the summer um, with me and my ex and I was with him for a you know decent amount of time maybe like a year year and a half Um, and then we like so this is like super fucked up but like I I definitely got that closure that I needed when I was in Miami in August this past August and so I I realized that like I I was starting to miss this guy okay I don't I'm not gonna say his name but I'm gonna give him a name we met at a burger place like we we worked at burger and beer joint in Miami and that's where I met him and he was one of the chefs so I'm just gonna call him chef so yeah I met chef at burger and beer joint and I I fell in not fell in love, but I I was attracted to him, but I wasn't 
attracted to him. I think I was attracted to his potential. I was attracted to his potential that, because for some reason, I can just have these rose-colored glasses where I meet, I'll meet a guy and I will, I'll like future project and, and see like how, like all of the potential that this person has. Like I will just, I'll just see him for like everything, everything good. When in reality, in in that moment, he he could be like a drug dealer or a druggie or have zero dollars in the bank or like literally be homeless. And I will still think that this person has potential. So, fast forward to quarantine. You know, me and him hadn't been together for a long time, like maybe let's say like a year and a half. Yeah, like a year and a half, two years. And um, we didn't talk for two years. And all of a sudden, one morning, I get a message from Chef. And it's him telling me that, you know, he, I was, I was such a good girlfriend or I was, that he misses me and he was commenting on a photo like, oh, you look so beautiful in this photo, like just all this fucking shit, right? And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I thought he hated me. And so we get to messaging back and forth, and he's obviously still having a rough time. (laughs) Because, I mean, as he should, (laughs) he just was living the same cycle over and over with bad roommates, bad jobs, always getting a new job, loving it at first then hating his boss, always having drama with people he lived with. It was just, like, constantly drama. But something, you know, just flickered within me, and I was just like, you know, potential. (laughs) I was, like, obviously super alone during the first wave of quarantine and living with family for the first time ever, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. So... This, this story gets even crazier. <laughs> so, him and I are, text, are uh, messaging back and forth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then he doesn't answer for, like, doesn't respond for, like, a couple days or something. And I, I didn't really think of anything of it because I wasn't really expecting anything of him. I get a message on Instagram from one of his either his cousin, I think, or someone he works with, one of his friends. And he knew me from back in the day when we dated, because I met him a couple times. And he was like, hey, Gab, have you heard of, have you heard from Chef? Um, you know, we, we haven't heard from him from the, 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 uh, the last few days. And we're worried about him. He was supposed to come to work. He's not answering his phone, blah, blah, blah. And I looked back at the messages and (laughs) so maybe I should have said this first. The stuff that he was messaging me was kind of (laughs) crazy, all right? It wasn't normal. It was very like, where is this coming from? It was very like, like crazy and just sporadic and like things that I never thought he would ever say like oh like you you meant so much to me and I'm so sorry and you know the messages were crazy I wish I could pull them up right now because I wonder if I can still see them hold on I'm gonna see because I don't follow him anymore but I'm pretty sure I can still see the messages but he was he was talking crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and nope, I can't see I can't see the messages. Damn. But so what? When when his cousin or when his friend started, you know, messaging me that shit, and then I started looking back at the messages that Chef was was sending me, I was like, oh my god! Like these are like straight up like messages that you would that you would send to somebody before you kill yourself and I the last message that he sent me was like something super wacky about you know when I'm gone uh, and this and spirituality and my next life and just all this crazy shit but I I just thought that he was like 
just talking crazy and just, you know, like, whatever. So when his cousin or his friend messaged me, I was like, holy fucking shit, did he kill himself? Like, I literally thought he killed himself because of the things that he was saying. And and why would he message me after two years of not talking to me, you know? So I'm, like, shitting bricks. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Fast forward to later that night, me and my mom go to the beach, and I'm like, you know just listening to my headphones and I'm like super like my head is like so all over the place and I'm just like sitting there thinking that my ex-boyfriend died or killed himself and I'm like totally having this like Ariana Grande moment (laughs) or like my ex-boyfriend dies you know which is okay this is like really crazy and so I've been thinking a lot about this situation, the, like this all this whole situation that I'm telling you guys about. I've been thinking a lot about this, and last night I had a dream about Pete Davidson. So we're going to stick a pin in that, and we're going to come back to that. Okay, so I'm sitting on the blanket at the beach with my mom, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, I'm having this Ariana Grande moment. My ex-boyfriend is clearly dead, like... In my mind, he's totally dead. He killed himself, and I'm just gonna be that emo version of Ariana Grande, you know? And so, what happened was, eventually, Chef reached out to me um, because I was messaging him and tried calling him, and eventually, he reached out to me and said, I was in the hospital, I almost died, I was drugged mescaline from somebody in Miami, and I, you know, I got super fucked up, and I was running around Biscayne Boulevard naked, I ended up in the hospital, I ended up escaping the hospital, I ended up breaking my ankle, all this fucking crazy shit. So, I wasn't wrong. Like, something seriously crazy happened. He didn't die. He didn't kill himself, but he almost died. So fast forward, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Like what the fuck? And so that kind of awakened him in, in a, in a way. And he wanted to like start doing Kundalini yoga and he, he wanted to be sober and all this shit. So I thought that that experience like changed him and like shook him up you know, like, totally changed his world, like, total tower moment, near-death experience, all of, all the things, right? So, I'm like, oh, wow, maybe the situation, like, is going to change him for the better, and maybe, (laughs) maybe he'll reach that potential that I, you know, that I saw so easily through him when I met him years ago. So, fast forward to August, I'm visiting my friends in Miami, my friend Andres, um, his penthouse apartment before he was, it was vacant and it was empty, so he was, you know, getting it ready to, to rent out to somebody, but for the meantime, he said, like, I could stay there, so I stayed there for, like, almost two weeks, and I slept on a blow-up mattress, and it was a completely empty apartment, and I filmed like tons of yoga classes um so all the classes that are available on my Etsy are are classes that I that I filmed there and it was just like this portal of like portal of potential you know but like my potential and I started really like getting more vulnerable with my teaching and online teaching and and all that and So, that trip was really interesting because I did force myself to go on a date with someone that I met on Instagram, and they're friends of a friend, so we have mutual friends, and I had these high expectations of this guy, and I thought he was going to be, like, I mean, he, he is really cool, but, like, it just wasn't what I was expecting, and, like, by the end of the night, he, like, came in in my, in the apartment, and, like, 
I, at that point, I was just, like, ready to go to bed. I was tired. We drank a lot of Kratom drinks, and, like, I was just exhausted, and I was kind of bored by, like, our conversations the whole night, and, like, I was just really not feeling it. That's, like, the first date that I had been on in years, and that's the only date that I've, like, really been on. I went on a couple of dates when I was in California that were, like, terrible and just totally cringeworthy. Um... So I was ready for him to go. My body felt swollen. I felt like my body was like allergic reacting to this person because I was just like, I just want to be alone. I just want to be alone. And you know, when you get like that and you just want to be alone and you just want whoever's in front of you to get the fuck away from you and like your body starts to like swell up and like that's what was happening. So um, that left me kind of annoyed because I was kind of horny and I was just like, you know, I need attention. It's been so long since I've had sex. At that point, I had been celibate for a year and a half. So I was, I was just over it and I just really wanted sexual attention or something. And so I will say a few days before what I'm going to explain to you guys when I first got to Miami I stayed in in a hotel for one night and I hit up chef and he picked me up um and we went to Whole Foods and we walked around and I was super attracted to him because now he's covered head to toe in tattoos which um you know when we met he didn't have like any tattoos and then I I definitely encouraged him to you know he's an artist so he's he's an illustrator he he can draw really well and I was you know really encouraging him to get a tattoo machine and to start tattooing and so he did and he start ta- started tattooing on me and I have tattoos from him and then I started tattooing on him and it was like this whole thing it was like this whole experience and I feel like I really helped chef like reach that potential and that like charisma and that passion to like do it you know and he was really good at it and he still is and I think he was tattooing in a shop in Miami and you know now he's covered head to toe like literally his bald ass head is covered in tattoos and it's like physically his physical appearance is more attractive to me and that's what really that's what really fucked me my head up like when when we met up it was like he was still the same person and he was he was apparently he was apparently living with some girl who he didn't even like but it was obvious that that they were fucking and he said that he was moving out they were having drama so again same cycle same pattern with the with the roommate like not being able to live on his own like same fucking shit that he did to me and (laughs) so I will say (laughs) oh my god I was listening to Violet Benson's podcast last night the too tired to be crazy podcast and I forget who she was talking to but they were saying like okay when you are dating a guy who's like poor or homeless they are so good at fucking and eating pussy because that's like their rent like (laughs) it just got me thinking to this relationship with chef because he lived with me for a while and I swear to god that was the best sex I've ever had and like he ate pussy the best I've ever had and it's like yeah like when you're gonna when you're gonna fuck with with someone or when you're gonna be with someone who's fucking homeless they need your housing like they need your goddamn housing so of course they're gonna like have good have that good sex but um all right let's be real buying vitamins and supplements can become overwhelming and super stressful honestly i find myself in rabbit holes on the internet trying to find the lowest prices for the best supplements and it can feel like a full-time job If you're anything like me and really into healing holistically through vitamins and supplements, then using Care Of is a great way to simplify the entire process. 
The best part of Care Of is that they specifically curate your daily vitamin packs to be exactly what your body needs to function at its best. All you do is take a quick five-minute online quiz, and you can even customize your daily supplement packets too. Not only do they have top quality vitamins, but I've really been loving the single packets of probiotics, the chill factor, and the dream team single packets, which can promote healthy relaxation and sleep, which I need all the help I can get in that department because I have insomnia. And since I have a lot going on health-wise, I'm trying to balance out my hormones, my autoimmune symptoms, and regulate my digestion, it's been really nice to not have to worry about buying all these bottles of supplements. Care of makes it easy and effortless. Supplement shopping can become so expensive too, but with care of, you're really getting exactly what you need for a fraction of the price. So for 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code VIBEWITHIN50. Take out all the pressure and the stress when it comes to getting your vitamins and your supplements and go to takecareof.com and enter the code VIBEWITHIN50 for 50% off your first order. Alright, so, you know, when I met up with Chef, I was like, damn, I'm attracted to him still. I know that he's still a fucking piece of shit person. That's fucked up to say. I shouldn't say that. He's a good person, but he just doesn't have his shit together. He's not a piece of shit person. He just really needs help. Like, he needs to get his shit together because he has so much potential and he has so much talent and artistic ability, but he just keeps getting stuck in that same cycle of, like, everything I said. And he's also in a Saturn return, so... But, so I was very clear to him. I was like, I'm only here for a week, whatever, two weeks. I want to get laid, leave that girl's house, come stay with me for a night or two, whatever. And I was clearly just really just horny, you guys. Like, just severely, severely horny. So, you know, what happened was he came over one night and I was, you know... Already, I was annoyed because he took forever to get there. He lied about when he was coming. He, like, couldn't find the apartment building. It was, like, all this fucking stupid shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I hate him. Because this is why we broke up. Because he's so fucking annoying. So, fast forward to us, you know, we're there. We made out. And then we tried to hook up. And I'll tell you right now, I still consider consider myself celibate for this whole time because of this situation so he doesn't make me come at all we literally had sex for 30 seconds not even and then it was over and usually when he was living with me this is why I was explaining that whole thing, is when he was living with me, he would make sure that I, that I would come. He would make sure that I would get off. My pleasure always came first. This time, I don't know if it's because he was going through a lot of stress or trauma or whatever that he, like, you know, sex was only 30 seconds. I don't, I don't actually count that because I just don't. It wasn't sex at all. So I'm still celibate. Um, we cuddled that night, whatever. <sighs> he leaves the next morning, and he's like, okay, like, I'm going to go. Do you want any coffee? And I was like, no, like, like you can just go. Like, I just want to be alone. And he was like, what's wrong with you? Like, I was going to go get you coffee. And I was like, I don't want coffee. Like, I just want to be alone. And he was like, what did I do to you? And I was like literally nothing I just want to be alone I'm over it goodbye and (laughs) that was it (laughs) but at that point I was just like I'm fucking done like that was the worst closure without the cum and I'm just like yeah I'm done I don't find I don't see any point in this anymore So he left, and that was it, and I blocked him, and blocked his number, 
and that was it. And, you know, maybe that is the kind of closure that I needed because falling in love with potential is not real. So, falling in love with potential is the least healthiest thing you could ever do. You know, falling in love with a fantasy version of them is just not, that's not what you do. So, what I will say is that I think that relationship taught me exactly what I needed in order to be this this person that I am today because I my bullshit meter is just done you know my red flags are I just know what they are now like if a dude doesn't have a car or a license or he lives with family which (laughs) as I'm living with my family but this is different because I actually have money and I'm choosing to live with family Um, I have jobs, I have this podcast, I have a career, um, other red flags are, like, living with crazy roommates and, like, just having drama with all of them all the time, crazy mommy or daddy issues, toxic cycles like drugs or dealing drugs or doing drugs or just, like, even if, like, if a guy has, like, a kid, that's a red flag, like, I just don't want to deal with that. I don't really even want kids. So, all right. Now that I explained that whole situation with Chef and that closure that I had with him. So I've been thinking a lot about this situation that happened and I had a dream about Pete Davidson last night. And I think that Honestly, so it's and whenever I have a dream about a celebrity, I the next morning I will look up like videos of that celebrity or whatever just because I don't just have dreams about celebrities for no reason. So I think that this like this experience with Chef was an eye-opening experience to, like, the kind of guy that I am attracting and that I am trying to bring into my life is, like, you know, like, I'm waiting for my Pete Davidson, you know, like, Pete Davidson is a Scorpio. He is dark. He's depressed. He's been through a lot of shit. If you haven't seen, um, king of staten island go watch his movie it's fucking amazing but you you can get the picture of he's been through a lot and so he's been through a lot as well with you know being engaged to ariana grande and then her kind of like just calling it off and like throwing shade to him so in one of his stand-up um specials he throws shade at Ariana Grande like he should because it was kind of fucked up and in this interview that he was in He says, like, the only reason why Ariana Grande was dating him is because it was a distraction. And it got me thinking, like, a distraction from who? And the reason why Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson broke up is because Mac Miller died. So it makes me wonder that Mac Miller and Ariana Grande, you know, they broke up, whatever. And I, I truly think that Mac Miller, like, was her person like when you look at like videos of them and interviews of them and pictures of them and everything the the spark that they had and like the connection that they had it just seemed like Mac Miller was like obsessed with her like even though Pete Davidson has said that she's like the queen of shade and like she's obviously like a low-key bitch you know like I think in reality Ariana Grande is a nice little girl and whatever and like you know she has she's nice and people respect her and people want to work with her but it's because she has tons of you know she's fame and millions and millions of followers but I think low-key she she's the kind of girl that's like a bitch to her partner and I'm like yo that's me (laughs) like it just keeps circling around like I've always been labeled as a bitch 
when I'm in a relationship and with with chef yeah I did turn into a bitch I definitely did and but I think at times he liked it so maybe what I'm trying to say is maybe instead of me needing a Pete Davidson I need a Mac Miller but you know if Pete Davidson is listening right now I'm definitely open to that because he's super cute and he's super like you can just tell that he's like a good human like it seems like he's down to earth his dad has died you know he's I think he has some medical issues I'm pretty sure he deals with depression and it's sad because his whole career now is like all based around this this you know failed engagement with Ariana Grande so let him throw shade at her and in his fucking comedy skits and specials like she threw shade at him and that that was the whole thing is that she threw shade at him on the cover of Vogue magazine and it's like also Pete Davidson doesn't have Instagram and I find that super fucking hot super fucking hot like I need to be with someone who doesn't have Instagram, who doesn't have social media, and also I feel like I would be the perfect like normie and non-celebrity to date a celebrity. Like you know those celebrities who they date normies and you're like, "Damn, like how how did that normie just like get that celebrity?" It's so confusing, right? Because I feel like what you would call me is like a micro influencer which I hate that word because it's like micro dick but I'm not a celebrity but some celebrities do want a normie because they don't want their relationship to just look like it's two celebrities dating and that's it and it's like like it's so weird because I feel like celebrities have this like this like secret code of like you know when you're a celebrity or you have a certain amount of followers or you're you're an actor or an actress or a musician or whatever a comedian it's like you can't date someone beneath you you need to date someone at your level or above is what I've heard and I, I mean that does make sense because it's probably like their way of filtering out like people's intentions like if you're dating someone with the same amount of money and success as you then they're probably not in it just for money or success like maybe they actually like you as a person so I totally get that um but I would be like the perfect girlfriend for someone who is super famous who just wants a normie because I'm not famous at all and I would not get followed around by paparazzi (laughs) at all I'm just your normal fucking bitch um you know nobody would care about me they would just they would just be one of those celebs who weirdly marries a normal girl and most of the time paparazzi isn't really in you know concerned or trying to get footage of celebrities who marry normal people at least that's just how I feel so it would kind of be like a nice way for Pete Davidson, if you're listening, um, to not have paparazzi around him because who the fuck wants to shoot paparazzi of someone who's not famous, right? Um, also, his personality just seems like it's pretty just chill and, like, doesn't give a fuck, like, you know, isn't, like, a fuck boy, isn't, like, I don't know if that's why people have said, like, big dick energy, like, super modest to me he just seems like a modest fucking dude with like some trauma and some darkness and that Scorpio energy I think it's just super sexy like maybe I need a Scorpio I think I need a Scorpio because for me like the fact that I'm a Sagittarius and I just like I'm pretty deep and dark and and I have a Scorpio moon so yes that's why I love Scorpios (sighs) I need a Scorpio I need a Scorpio. Pete Davidson, if you're listening, let's do it. I'm fucking crazy, you guys. Like, there's no fucking way in hell Pete Davidson is listening to my fucking little tiny podcast. All right. 
Um, what was I saying? So, like, this, like, this, like, alumni or this, like, this, this trust of celebrities. I never know, like, I never know how it works because, like, when you see a celebrity dating another celebrity and it happens just, like, overnight, it is, like, they have this, like, sort of alliance or something. Like, oh, you're a celebrity? okay, you're good. I can date you. Like, I can trust you. You got money. You got fame. You got success. You got Instagram followers. I know you're not here for that. All right, cool. It's like a code of trust. Also, it's like once you're rich and famous, if you date someone rich and famous, like, you can literally, like, dump them or leave at any time and, like, you don't have to feel guilty. So, I guess that could be why. Instagrammers and YouTubers with like millions of followers like they start dating other Instagrammers and YouTubers with tons of followers it's just like it's so obvious that like fame and success really do play a huge role in who you are in a romantic partnership with and honestly I gotta say I am not your basic bitch I literally cannot date someone who doesn't have drive and passion and like something like a career that they're actually into and success like they don't have to be like a millionaire actor or like this like famous person but like they need to be successful in what they do like I can't date someone and be their cheerleader I can't I can't date someone and be their their therapist or you know their their mom or I can't I can't be rooting them on I can't be I can't be that person anymore like I need someone who is on my level or higher so for me dating someone like you know a celebrity or an actor I think that would actually do me well because first of all COVID is changing everything and nobody gives a fuck about celebrities anymore because they are like just unnecessary not needed you know like but for me I feel like dating someone who has their shit together like for real for real who has success who doesn't need you know anyone like the 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 whole point of being in a relationship with someone is that you both have your own lives you both have your own like career and success and things that make you happy and passion and projects and gigs and all these things but at the end of the day you come together and you're you're there for each other and you like you find like each other like so attractive like mentally spiritually physically their work like you're just you're so here for it you know what I mean and I gotta say in my dream that Pete Davidson was in he was like just such a pleasant person to be around he was just so nice and like made me feel good and like when you have dreams about celebrities it's not about the celebrity it could be about the energy that they that they actually like hold and project and you know your dream you can feel someone's energy who you've never met before you can astral you can meet people on the astral plane I've had dreams about Post Malone and I've had I've had dreams about um, Brandon Boyd. I've had I've had dreams about basically just celebrities who I really find attractive, right? Or like who I wonder about, who I have this deep, dark, like deep imagining of like who they are in real life. And it's like I wonder, I wonder like how Pete Davidson's life really is, like. He looks sad and lonely in interviews, and it makes me wonder, like, what his actual life is off-camera. Like, I wonder if he's just alone or if he has, like, a bunch of friends, because in his in his movie that he produced, and along with um, Judd Apatow, and, like, that, the cast of, of The King of Staten Island is superb. I mean, it's fucking lit. It, there's fucking Steve Buscemi's in it, like... There's just, like, so many amazing actors, comedians, um, Bill Burr. Like, it's just, it's crazy. So, it's like, he he's tapped in. He has 
so many comedian you know friends and he's just he's very like well known now and I think that on SNL he doesn't get that kind of like exposure like in all the skits he's just playing himself basically and I I found this out by by this like interview that he did and like a couple of like um just like shows I saw on YouTube about like how his his role in all those skits like he rarely even acts in them and the ones that he does act in he's basically playing himself Pete Davidson his same persona and it's like in King of Staten Island I really think that he was able to show like a different not a different side of him because it's still it's still like he was kind of playing himself and like the movie is very very linked to like his life but it was just refreshing to see him in a different way but yeah I wonder I wonder if he's alone I wonder like I don't know it seems like he would be such a nice Scorpio cuddler boyfriend and that's what I'm here for that is what I'm super down for like I just want someone to leave me alone during the day let me go work out let me go to the gym let me like work on my podcast and then at night I just want to hang out with you and like listen to music and have sex and cuddle with my cats and just like dude like that's all I want is that like so much to ask the fuck I also think like when you're meeting someone and you connect with someone I think like a certain level of trauma bonding is necessary because if you're with someone who has never been through loss or like nowhere near the kind of suffering that you've experienced in your life like like Pete Davidson his dad died you know like that's that's a severe trauma um and it's just you know it's interesting because you know when Mac Miller died um everybody's saying like you know Pete Pete Davidson actually said in an interview once once Mac Miller died he knew that it was over between him and Ariana Grande so again to bring it back to what I was saying before that sucks that he thinks that he was just used as a person to like take her mind off of I think Mac Miller so I personally think Ariana Grande was only dating Pete Davidson to you know take her mind as take uh, use him as a distraction whatever and then once Mac Miller died she was like well I guess there's no I guess there's no point in me dating Pete Davidson because now Mac Miller's dead which is so fucking dark like holy shit but truthfully and honestly I think that's what happened and it's so sad that like people use people as as wedges and leverage and like to get just like as a distraction like that's so fucking shitty and it's just like maybe Pete Davidson could have helped her you know get through that and like because he's been through loss and now she's been through loss and it's just like yo like people are so like especially in like celebrity culture like so quick to just like move on to the next like thank you next literally and then that's when Ariana Grande came out with Thank You Next. And I'm pretty sure she has a track literally called Pete Davidson. And, like, she used all of these exes that she's been through um, as fuel for her album, which rightfully so. I mean, a lot of artists do that. A lot of artists use their suffering and they transform it and they put it into art. And that's what art is. Every artist is creating art from some kind of emotional suffering or whatever like I create this podcast from um, experiences and phases of suffering and I try to extract all of the the knowledge and the nuggets and you know the just the whatever like the wisdom that I can and I try to extract it from those fucked up like experiences that I've been through so I can serve it on like a silver platter for you guys to hear so that you guys don't make the same mistakes as I did especially with like you know me explaining this whole relationship I had with chef and that whole thing and like I'm 
I'm putting myself out there and I'm making myself vulnerable and sharing all this shit because I want to help you guys like not make the mistakes that I made or if you if you've made those mistakes or you're you're wrapped up in a mistake just like this or anything that I've you know experienced for you to kind of see it in a different perspective and to not cast yourself as oh I'm gonna be single forever oh I'm such a shitty person or oh I can't believe this happened to me it's like no like everything is happening to create everything's happening for a reason and you know the end result which is what like everybody wants success or you know the best career or the money or the perfect relationship and it's like once you get those things um like then what you know it's just like I think the the main goal is to find happiness in the experience of you know getting to that place or getting that relationship or getting that job or getting that recognition or you know whatever your goal is but I will say that you know the fucked up relationships that we go through um and loss and you know because I've lost friends and it's like to death and I've lost friends to not death like I've had friendship breakups and I've had friends literally die and it's like when you meet someone who you can trauma bond with a little bit, I think it's I think it's actually pretty healthy because it's hard to relate to someone who hasn't been through anything. Like if you're if you've been through like if you if you come from like nothing and and you came up you you were b- brought up poor and then you like fall for like a a guy who's like a trust fund kid and like he hasn't been through anything. It's like I don't know. I don't think that that's that's compatible you know again it comes back to that whole thing with like the celebrities dating other celebrities like they're dating people who are on their same level financially or you know success wise and it's like okay like that that does make sense it does make sense and I think that people in in normal life that you know aren't celebrities like me or like you um we do have the right to have that be a preference, you know? Like, I am not going to date a guy who's, quote-unquote, beneath me, even though I hate that term. It's true. Like, if if I'm going to date someone like Chef who felt like he was beneath me and I had to, like, help him along and string him along and be a cheerleader and then we were doing drugs and, and, and getting fucked up and, like, it was just, like, so weird. Like, what? Like, that is not... A relationship that I want to be in anymore that that's like 20s vibes that's like when you're in your 20s that's what that's what that vibe is for me I need a guy who knows what depression and anxiety feels like a guy who's experienced you know with that kind of suffering who's gotten through it and not not someone who's still in it and who's still victimizing themselves like I want a guy who like truly knows like yo yeah I am depressed like this is what I've been through this is what I've gotten through um but I'm still successful and I'm still killing it and like that's fucking sexy they already have their life together you know like we all have bad days we all have bad weeks we all have bad months like whatever but instead of ruminating in it you you learn you extract you move forward you're still succeeding you're you're able to like integrate what you've learned and like not get trapped in the same cycles and the same patterns and the same toxic you know like loops that you've been in like that I was explaining like with my with my ex always the same shit always problems at work always problems at home always problems with his dad him and his dad had like the weirdest the weirdest relationship like he hated his dad and I was like this is fucking weird Anyway, I hope that he's doing better. I really do. And, you know, I just need to sit here and be patient and wait for my, you know, Mac Miller slash Pete Davidson combination, fusion. I don't know. Honestly, I think Mac Miller is more my type, but the fact that he was, like, super on drugs and, like, like, he he was, like, super depressed and, like, 
you know, he had tons of money, tons of success, blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck, like, I don't know. It's just sad. So I don't necessarily want someone like that. I don't want someone who, like, does tons of drugs or drinks a lot. Like, I don't care if... I actually don't care if they drink or do drugs or they party, but it has to be, like... It has to be... There has to be a balance, you know? Like, I'm not a drinker or a partier anymore, but, like, once in a while, I'm sure... I will have the urge to, like, take some shrooms or do some molly or, you know, maybe have a drink. But right now, in this period of time in my life, I'm actually really, really happy being sober and clean and working on my fitness and doing weight training and, like, you know, focusing on, like, mental health and recovery and just, like, feeling good and, like, all that. So... Wherever you are, if you're sitting there waiting for your Pete Davidson, Mac Miller, fusion like me, just give yourself permission to be single, to be happy, you know, to learn everything from all the fucked up relationships. Sometimes you're going to get closure, sometimes you're not. Sometimes the closure is not going to be the kind of closure you expected, like in my situation. But closure is closure, and then you move on, and then you make space for someone new, or not. You don't have to make space for someone new. You can literally just make more space for your own sanity, and your own health, and your own healing, and mental health journey. So, yeah, that's it. Um, If you didn't watch King of Staten Island, go watch it. I have some really fun interviews coming up on my podcast. I'm super excited to share them with you, so... Stay tuned. If you want to um, connect with me, you can connect with me on Instagram, Gab Love Flow. All the infos in the show notes. And uh, yeah, we will chat soon. Later. Thank you.